Now on News Talk, continuing our season of drama on News Talk, producer Brian Gallagher explores the personal and ethical conflicts within a pharmaceutical sales team in the radio drama Fitting In. Morning, Harry. Morning, Renee. God, but you really hold a tan. No point in going to Spain and then looking like a ghost. Hiya, Jills. Hi, Harry. It's so unfair. What? Your brown is a berry a week after the conference and my tan starts to fade on the way to Malaga Airport. Still, it was a great few days. Yes, my docs really enjoyed it. Terry must be using a big slice of his budget to launch Breather All. Well, if you're not in, you can't win. Don't mention not winning in front of Terry. He knows we'll all be pushing the product flat out. And there's no excuse for not selling something as good as Breather All. Yes, it's a super drug. It could change respiratory medicine. And once the trial finishes, the docs will be writing the scripts. After all... We didn't bring him to Spain for nothing, did we? What time do you make it, Mike? Exactly seven minutes to... Right, we'll start the meeting bang on time. Let's make anyone who's late feel awkward. I think you should open with the trip to Spain. Fine. I'll start off with a pat on the back, then when I've pepped them up, we'll hit them about the breather all trial. I'll give them a bit of a barracking, push them to go for the extra film shows and round-table meetings. Yeah, a shake-up will do them no harm. Especially Rory. His call rate has to be improved. Yeah, I think he's dragging his heels all right. We'll give him a dressing down in front of the other reps. That may do it. The other person I'm concerned about is Steve. Oh? I know you think he has great potential. I've never seen anyone learn as quickly. Granted. But for a new rep, he's uh, a little too independent. Early days, Terry. I think we can channel that to work for the company. And we know he took out a mortgage just before he joined us. I mean, he needs the job. Well, let's make sure he's on side from the word go. We need to discourage him from getting too pally with Rory. Absolutely. I want every rep leaving here today determined to push breather all as if his life depended on it. Which it does, Terry, in the long run. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Let's call them in at nine. On the dot. Now, Gillian, black with one sugar. Oh, lovely. Thanks, Renee. Harry, milk with two sugars. Thanks, Renee. That's great. Rory and Steve are cutting it fine. The traffic coming up is heavy on a Monday. That's usually Rory's excuse. I don't know about Steve. He's normally here on... Oh, somebody taking my name in vain? Are you fully recovered, Steve? Yes, thanks. I'm fine now. Shame you couldn't travel to Spain. I don't think I'd have fallen under Granada's spell. Food poisoning tends to spoil the romance. (laughs) wasn't much romance. We'd rain for the first three days. Yeah, so much for mainly on the plane. There's coffee just made, Steve. <laughs> uh, thanks, but I've just had breakfast. i tell you what I would like, though. Anyone got any sample packs of Aeroclear? Are you out of them, too? Yes. I'm new to this, so maybe it's eluding me, but why does the company spend thousands on a trip to Spain and not allocate enough samples to the reps? It comes up at every area meeting. We're always told that more samples are on the way from England, but there's never enough. We've just got used to doing our best. The reps in England get first pick. We're always the poor relations. Of course, Terry's argued with them till he's blue in the face. Ah, yeah, it's not Terry's fault. And Mike is always on to them about it too. So, how come the problem isn't solved? Well, Mike and Terry do their best, but the system... Morning, folks. Morning. All present and correct? Everyone except Rory. Well, it's just nine folks who will make a start. You can bring in your coffees if you like. Right then, if we're all settled. God save all here. 
if you'd like to take a seat, Rory, where we're starting. Jeez, the traffic is absolutely cat. Most of us allow for that. It took me 15 minutes, Terry, to go half a mile. I wouldn't doubt it. Well, if we're finally ready, first of all, I want to thank you for making the Spanish trip such a success. We had a bit of mixed weather, but we turned that to good advantage by spending more time with the docks. I'm very confident we'll see a return on all that effort. But to make sure we do, what must we do now? Be sure to follow up on the trip. That's right, René. Follow up. We've got to hit the docks we had in Spain. From now on, you won't be just another rep to those docks. You've got a personal relationship with these people. So get out there now and use that. Make sure they're priority calls for the next cycle. Absolutely. We all know the reason for the trip to Granada was because breatherol is important for the future. So, Terry's going to say a few words about the trial. There's more to launching a drug than whining and dining doctors at fancy symposiums. That's the easy part. But it's the hard part that really matters. Who'll tell me what that is? Getting a large number of patients into the trial. Correct. And why is that so important? The bigger the trial, the more credible the findings. Plus, doctors impressed during the trial are already sold on the product for after-trial use. That's absolutely right. So... Why aren't we getting more patients into the trial? I have to ask myself, is everyone in this room fully committed to launching Breatherall? I think we all recognise what a good drug this is, Terry, and if we have to work harder, we'll work harder. I hope so, Harry. I hope everyone feels that way. I'm sure we all do, Terry. You see, we're all on the one team. But for a team to win, everyone must give 100%. And the call rates for the last cycle don't indicate that. We set ourselves a target at the last area meeting. 30 to 35 calls a week. Rennie and Harry have exceeded 35 a week. Gillian had between 30 and 35. And Steve is still learning his territory, so that target doesn't apply to him. But Rory, an average of 29. It's very simple, Mike. I've been spending a lot of time in the hospitals. In my territory, if you get the hospital consultants committed to a drug, the local GPs follow suit. But we agreed a call rate target at the last meeting, Rory. Look... We've been in the business long enough to know the score. And it's not the call rate that matters, it's sales. And I guarantee my sales will compare with anyone else's. But if you were making more calls, they could be even better. And if we had ham, we could have a ham sandwich. If we had bread. Look, I could run around like a blue arse fly making lots of calls. It'd look great on paper. But the work I'm doing in the hospitals will pay off better. We're looking for team players, Rory, and only team players. If the team agrees on a quota, everyone aims for that. Now... The team target is 30 to 35 calls, and I know you'll want to achieve that in your next cycle. Right? Right. Uh, Terry. Yes, Steve? May I offer a constructive criticism? I'm sure all your colleagues are big enough and professional enough for that. Actually, it wasn't directed at them. I was talking about the backup we get from the office here. Oh? Is there a problem? Well, yes, there is, really. We're wasting so much time arranging to meet each other to borrow samples. Ah, the old samples complaint. I dare say you've heard this before, Mike, but I can't understand why we don't have enough supplies. The problem is getting them from England. It's something we all have to contend with. I can't tell a doctor that, Mike. If we're all on the same team and the reps are supposed to be efficient, surely it's reasonable to expect our backup to be efficient too. I appreciate your concern, Steve. Really. And I think you'll see a definite improvement in the future. Meanwhile... We'll just have to plug away and do our best. However, on the subject of management support, Terry's got some good news. I wouldn't like you to think, Steve, that Mike and I do nothing. In fact, we've got a promotional budget increase for Breatherall. 
which means we'll have more funds for film shows and round-table meetings. Believe me, you're getting a great opportunity here. This is very scenic, as laybys go. Yes, I found it last week. Let's sit in the bench here for a minute. We need a quick chat. Yeah? Yeah, it's about the area meeting. I realise it was your first, so you weren't to know. Weren't to know what? You see, it's very important to have a positive attitude in our business. Terry was a bit worried that you came across at the meeting as being, well, a little negative. In what way? Regarding the samples. He thinks I'm being negative by wanting the equipment to do my job. No, 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 he's pleased you're keen to do the work. And we know it's not just because you're still on probation. But you've got to be careful in front of the other reps. We wouldn't want uh, a management and staff, us in them atmosphere. It sounds as though management can criticise the reps, which is fair enough. But if we criticise management, that's not fair enough. That's being negative. We see ourselves as all being members of the one team, guided by management. Right. There's one other thing. You sounded a bit put out at the idea of film shows at night. I was a little taken by surprise. Steve, one of the points I remember in the reference from your last boss, Dr O'Donnell, wasn't it? Dr Donnelly. Anyway, it was a glowing reference, and I remember he said you were one of the most innovative and adaptable technicians in the biochemistry department. How does that relate to the film shows? Well, you've been used to nine-to-five work, but someone who's adaptable shouldn't mind working the occasional night. I don't. No? No. I enjoy my time off, but if I have to work occasionally at night, I accept that. Great. And just one last thing. I noticed you've become friendly with Rory, and I can understand it. He's very lively company. But as a rep, well, let's just say he's a, he's a bad role model. I'm not looking for a role model, Mike. I'll work conscientiously and go to film meetings without complaining, but don't ask me to be anything other than myself. I wouldn't dream of it. Look, once you play ball with me, I'll play ball with you. And in all honesty, I could see you going very far if you fit into the Naden team. Very far indeed. Thanks. Now... Let's get out there before the opposition and hit those docks with the Naden range. Hello. May I speak to Dr. Mangan, please? Jackson. Harry Jackson of Naden Pharmaceuticals. Thank you. You hope very good. Have the expenses been issued yet, Terry? Checks should be ready this afternoon. Thanks be to God. I could do with it. Oh, hello, Dr. Mangan. Harry Jackson here. Naden Pharmaceuticals. How are you keeping? Good. Good. Oh, no use complaining. Should nobody listens if you do. I was wondering if I could make an appointment to call next week. Well, not just breather all. I've got some interesting clinical papers on Aeroclear. I see. All this week? I wouldn't mind coming early or late. Okay, if you prefer that. <laughs> like the man says, you're the boss. The following Tuesday, then. Ten would be lovely, Dr. Mangan. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye, Dr. Mangan. Bye-bye. Bye. Awkward bastard. The Muberall rep has him well in his pocket. Well, you're the man to change that. I intend to. I'm going to hit him with slideshows, film meetings, clinical meetings. By this time next year, I want Aeroclear to be their drug of choice. What about the Muberall rep? What about him? There's always room for one more in the dole. <laughs> That's the spirit. That was a good boost to the Breatherall trial from Renee's area. Yes. Were you talking to Mike? He told me this morning. We're meeting here for lunch. I have some samples for Steve, seeing as he made such a fuss at that meeting. Mike's going to have a word with him about that. Good enough. Oh, and I believe Rory got Farrell into the trial. He did well. Farrell's influential at the regional. Hi there. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. 
How was Kildare? Oh, this man knows his territory. <laughs> I'd say we'll be seeing a lot of biz coming in there. Good, good. Learning the ropes fast, is a he? A quick learner thinks on his toes. Did Mike mention spending a day with me? Uh, yes, sometime next week. You'll learn all the dirty tricks from Harry. <laughs> <laughs> in and out of a hospital at the speed of light. They don't call him Flash Harry for nothing. <laughs> The way to work the hospital, Steve, is to prepare in advance. Get friendly with the receptionists, meet the pharmacists, find out who the decision makers are, and then hit them well prepared. Because if you fail to prepare, prepare to fail. <laughs> That's very profound. Harry anticipates the questions before the docs even think to ask them. Of course I do. It's like they say, it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no answer to that. Talking of early preparation, will we slip over the beaches for the lunchtime crowd? I wouldn't say no to a sandwich and a pint. Yeah, OK. Just give me two minutes. Fine. Uh, would you mind if I skipped it, Mike? I'd prefer to have lunch in Dundrum, then I'm on the spot for my first afternoon call. Well, can't you join us and then drive out to Dundrum? I'd rather not get caught in the lunchtime traffic. OK, we'd better organise the samples then. Right. I have them over here. Now... AeroClear inhalers, injections, tablets and syrup. These came out of my personal stock, so be sure to use them sparingly. OK. Thanks, Harry. No problem. Um, Mike tells me you've organised a film show for next week in the Curlew Hotel. That's right, the breather I'll fill. You wouldn't mind if I came along. I could give you a bit of a dig out. Well, to be honest, I think I'd rather try to handle it myself. It's just that it used to be my area. I know a lot of the docs personally. We might get more out of it if we worked it together. Harry's probably be mouldy drunk with half the docs he'd be attending. I genuinely appreciate your offer, Harry, and I'm sure you'd handle the meeting more smoothly than me, but I've got to take the plunge myself, you know? If I'm to be confident, I've got to do my own film meetings. I don't think Harry was suggesting doing the meeting. No, no, it would be your show completely. You'd run it. I'd be just there to keep, you know, help out in any way I could. I think that would only make me self-conscious. That's why Mike isn't supervising it either, right, Mike? Well, yes, we just thought... We weren't planning for me to supervise it, not at all. I'm just offering a dig out. It's good of you, Harry, but I'd be more comfortable doing it myself. I think it's better as a solo event. Suit yourself. Are we all ready? Uh, Steve won't be joining us. He's got an early call in Dundrum. Oh, too bad. Yes, well, I'd better run. Thanks for the samples, Harry. I'll call you on Monday, Mike, OK? OK. All the best, Steve. Cheers, folks. Cheers, Steve. All the best. Not much team spirit there, is there? He wouldn't have Harry along to his film show. Why not? He thinks it should be a solo event. Ah, I wonder, does he regard lunch as a solo event too? He sounds like a bit of a lone wolf. I was very impressed at the way he detailed the docs this morning, though. He'd really be an asset if we could make him more of a team player. Well, you're going to have to work on it, Mike. Because lone wolves don't pass the probationary period. Not in this company. I must confess I'm disappointed. The time at an area meeting is limited and valuable. We shouldn't be getting bogged down on a minor point like stock-taking. But we've an awful lot of paperwork to do as it is, Terry. If you ask us to count all our samples at the end of every week, it's more time gone. Gillian, I'm not asking you. We've received an instruction from the UK, from Pear Jensen himself. Have there ever been serious stock discrepancies here in Ireland? No, but there have been minor discrepancies, Rory. Maybe that means the reps are spending their time out selling. 
Instead of counting every tablet. The point is, they've had discrepancies in the UK and they decided all reps will stock, take their samples and balance them each week. Uh, do you expect them to treat Ireland differently? Of course not, Terry. If stock-taking is what we have to do, then let's do it. Surely it can be fitted in after the calls. It needn't interfere with selling. How can it not interfere with selling if you've to record the exact number of samples you gave out? And you'll have to do it after every call, otherwise you won't balance on a Friday. Look, no one hates the paperwork more than me. Sure, Mike here is always after me about it. But if Perry Jensen says we stock-take, then we stock-take. It's no use giving Terry and Mike a hard time about it. But surely it's more efficient for us to concentrate on our real role, selling. Is that unreasonable? It's impractical, Steve. We haven't been asked for our opinion of stock-taking. We've been told to do it. Which means that all this discussion is time-wasting and divisive. And that brings me to something else. Teamwork. This company used to be renowned for it. But lately, I haven't felt that we were all rowing together. And if we don't, we go under. Here, here. We've got to remember that if anyone doesn't pull their weight, it affects us all. We've got to be flexible, prepared to sacrifice a little. Not saying, this is part of my job, but that's not. I don't think any of us have that mentality. Are you sure now? For instance, and forgive me for picking a specific case, but remember last week I asked you to come to a clinical meeting in NACE? I couldn't, Mike. You only gave me 24 hours notice and I had something else on. Yeah, but that's the point Terry was making. Okay, it was short notice, but... Could you not have rearranged your social life? Made the sacrifice for the benefit of us all? It was something important. Well, maybe it was. Maybe it was more important than your job. I couldn't, Terry. I'd arranged it in advance, you see. And when Mike rang It's all right, Gillian. You don't have to explain the details. The point is, we were trying to give an example of how people could improve their contribution to the team. It's vital we all cooperate and work for and with each other. Just to show you there's balance, Gillian, I'll raise another point that doesn't involve you at all. Steve, we had a complaint from St Morgan's Hospital. The pharmacist has some problem with stock and she says she hasn't seen a Naden rep recently. Yeah? Yes. And really, Steve, there's no excuse for not doing that area. Again, it affects the team. Actually, I asked Steve not to call there. I went to school with the new registrar. So Steve and I agreed to let me try and establish a toehold for Naden. I'm meeting the guy next week. Oh, well, sorry, Steve. It seems it was all in hand. Let's all combine, then, like Steve and Rory have here. As Terry mentioned, there's been a good increase in patient numbers in the breather-all trial. If we all work as a team, we can double, triple that. I know I'd enjoy the kind of bonuses that that would mean, and I think you would too. So let's go out there and earn them. Let's do it with breather-all. Now, two points. Lovely. Jeez. If you could have seen their faces when I said I knew the registrar... <laughs> I was going to explain why I was avoiding the place. Then out comes this cock and bull story about your school, pal. <laughs> uh, the way they went for it. Oh, well, sorry, Steve. It seems it was all in hand. <laughs> it was nice to see Terry squirm, but what possessed you? Ah, I know their style. They wanted to make an example. And no matter what you said, they made it sound like you were at fault. Thanks, Rory. No sweat, kid. No sweat. The thing that really gets me is the presumption. Because they've no lives other than a job, they expect you to be the same. Yeah, you're supposed to drop everything if Mike tells you there's a clinical meeting. And then Renee saying you could still spend as much time selling and count all the samples in your own time. And that other lick, Jackson. If Per Jensen says we stock take, we stock take. Jesus, he must be going for the Nobel Prize for arse licking. <laughs> Seems like a prize quality in Naden. Oh, yeah. Should look at the collection they have. Harry Jackson, 
Three times winner of the Lap Dog of the Year award. Renee Doyle, the queen of the neurotics. Gillian is okay, but she's not strong enough to stand up for herself. And then, the other two cowboys, our so-called management. Jesus, to drive you to drink. Cheers. Mike's granted me a private audience next week. We're doing my annual appraisal. Oh, no. <laughs> that bad? The bullshit at the annual appraisal is a collector's item. <laughs> well, I'll have to grin and bear it. My probation ends next month. Play it cool at the appraisal, so... But don't let Mike threaten you either. I'm sure they want you to stay on. There'll be a balancing act. I can't kick up too much or it's bye-bye come probation time. On the other hand, I don't want to make commitments I can't keep. No sweat. Mike's only a company robot. Flick the right switches and he'll be eating out your hand. You're listening to Fitting In on News Talk 106 to 108. Hi, Steve. Hi. Grab a chair, get comfortable. Thanks. So, welcome to your first annual appraisal. Now, before we start, let me say this isn't a one-way exercise. It's meant very much as a dialogue. So at any time, feel free to interrupt or make a point, OK? Will do. The appraisal helps the company to assess how each person is doing. But it's also an opportunity for each person to express their views. Fine. So I'd like you to see it in a positive light and not take any, any mention of possible weak points as personal criticism. I understand. Good. Well, there's a marking system for each aspect of the job. I suggest the mark, and if you agree, we enter it. If you don't, we talk it out. Then at the end, we both sign the assessment, and it goes on your file. Is it okay? Okay. Right. The marks are one, two, three, and four. One is exceptional, two is above average, three is average, and four is below average. I see. So, we may as well make a start. Well, the first thing is planning. You're starting on a good one. I couldn't fault you there. You're very organised. I think a one. Thank you. Now, sample records, above average, I think. A two? Two sounds fine. A product knowledge. Well, obviously, you couldn't be expected to score too highly after only four months in the company. I think a three there. To be honest, Mike, I should probably score below average. Being new, I'm way behind the reps. Let's leave it at three. You've picked up a lot in a short time. Just keep at it. Okay. Now, area knowledge. Well, there's only one word for it. Outstanding. I've never seen anyone learn the geography of a territory so fast. Definitely a one. I won't argue with that. Right. Personal appearance. You're kidding me. What do you mean? You're not going to tell me there are marks for, for flat stomachs or well-trimmed moustaches. A smart appearance is very important in this business, Steve. I know, but marks for personal appearance... I mean, it goes without saying that we wear a collar and tie and shave each morning and so on. Yes, but the suit you wear is as much part of your equipment as your car. The car is marked too. Oh, yes. The image we project is crucial. Right. If you were to mark yourself on appearance, what would you give? Uh, a three, I suppose. I reckon I'm as smartly turned out as average. Yeah, a three. I'm afraid I had you down for a four. Below average? What's the problem? Well, for instance, take your suit. Well, what's wrong with it? The colour of it isn't... Well, when you did your interview here, you, you, you didn't wear that one. No, I wore my grey suit. Exactly. No, that's a lovely suit. It's really uh, well, nice. Hang on a second. Mike, what's the problem with this one? Well, the material isn't as nice as, say, your grey one. 
I think this one is nicer. Well, why didn't you wear it at the interview then? Well, I, I just happened to... No, hold on a minute. This is ridiculous. I shouldn't have to justify that our tastes differ. We're just dealing with your personal opinion. Not just mine. Oh, you've been discussing my clothes with other people. Well, Terry and I felt that suit wasn't quite... Not quite up to scratch. I think it's perfectly fine. And really, Mike, it's a bit much. I mean, I'm not crazy about some of your suits, but I figured that's your business. Once our clothes are smart, it's a matter of personal choice. There's a little mark on it too. What? On that suit, there's there's a little mark. Where? There, look, just behind the shoulder. It's like a, a little burn or something. This practically invisible thing causes you a problem. If you were in with a doc and he saw that, he might think the company wasn't paying you enough. Oh, for goodness sake, Mike. Our image is vital. What do you want, a medical rep or a model? Look, I'll have this dealt with, but I really find this nitpicking. I'm sorry you're offended, Steve, but it's policy that these points be raised. We'll enter a three in the file, and I'm sure you'll bear in mind the importance of appearance. Now, let's move on to expense accounting. Absolutely first class. Your monthly expenses are always spot on. Definitely a one. Right. Now, car maintenance. You look after the motor very well. I think a two. Okay. Right. Uh, GP relationships, considering you've only spent four months in the job. You seem to have a good rapport with the ones we called on. I'd say a two. Okay. Now, colleague relationships. How do you feel you get on with your colleagues? I think I've good working relationships. I'd say a three. Obviously, you don't agree. Well, to be honest with you, it's the only other area where I've given you a four. But it's a really important area. So what's the problem? We'd like you to be more of a team player. But the very nature of the job is solitary. You go out in the car and make the calls. OK, we're all aiming at the same goal, our budget, but we each operate alone. To be totally honest, that's one of the things, one of the very few things that worried me at your interview. Well, what worried you? Your approach. The reference from your boss, Dr Donnelly, said a questioning mind and the ability to work alone were amongst your strongest points. And that's not good. In lab work, research in that, it may be very good. But our line of work is different. You're not suggesting that we shouldn't think or show initiative? Of course not. But being a team player means accepting things that are for the general good, without always questioning. And it means you don't exclude your colleagues, shut them out from your work. Is this all because I told Harry I'd prefer to do my own film meetings? No, but that's a good example. Harry was trying to be helpful. I don't think having Harry looking over my shoulder would have really helped. I don't want to get bogged down in that specifically. It's more a general attitude. Like, for instance, the two-day course you went on in the UK. What did I do now? Or what didn't I do? Well, it might seem like a small thing, but all the other reps on the course ate in the hotel and had a few drinks. So? And what did you do? I took the train into London. Exactly. Exactly what? You were the lone wolf. The odd man out. It was my own time. Look, you don't seriously expect me to apologise for choosing a few hours in London to boozing with the lads. It's not that. It is that. You'd have preferred me to be one of the boys holding up the bar and telling jokes. Not necessarily. Then what do you want from me? I'll tell you what I don't want. We had a rep called Johnny Ryan. You may have heard of him. Rory replaced him. He left because of illness. It was called illness. He wasn't pulling his weight and he wouldn't row in with the other reps. Eventually they started to exclude him. Was he sacked? Let's say we came to an arrangement. It was worth it to be rid of him. It had always been a case of Naden Pharmaceuticals plus Johnny Ryan. And I'm not going to have that ever again. I've got to have an assurance that it won't be Naden Pharmaceuticals plus Stephen Cooper. You could have a very bright future here, Steve. 
We want to keep you after your probation ends. The question is, are you prepared to fit into the team? I've never lost a job yet. All we need is your assurance then. Just give me a guarantee. I can't be like Harry. I'm just not the life and soul of the party type. You don't have to be the life and soul of the party, but you do have to attend it. Will you commit to fitting in? <sighs> okay, I'll genuinely make an effort to... to work more closely with the others. Have I your word on that? Yes. Believe me, Steve, you won't regret it. I'll put a three on the appraisal as a gesture of my confidence in you. How's that? Fine. And I'll tell you something. You may have a few misgivings now, but I guarantee you, you'll never regret becoming part of the Naden team. How are you doing, Sunshine? Great. Yourself? Jeez, if I was any better, I'd be unbearable. I see you have the goodies. Untouched by human hands. OK, get the last of the breather all samples. God, I can do with these. And for you... 100 Aeroclear samples and four inhalers, OK? Lovely. So, what's the news? Got my letter of appointment last Monday. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, I won't have to ask Dr Donnelly to take me back. I am now a permanent employee of Naden Pharmaceuticals. We all have our troubles. <laughs> Terry sent me a really pompous letter. Dear Mr Cooper, we wish to formally confirm your status. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to make it seem important. Otherwise, they wouldn't feel important themselves. Yeah. You heard the speeches at the last cycle meeting. Jeez, you think they were addressed at the United Nations? <laughs> I still can't believe the way they were prostrating themselves before Perry Jensen. <laughs> Although Terry surpassed himself this time, making a presentation of Waterford Crystal to Jensen and expecting the reps to contribute. Huh? That was a good one, even by Naden standards. <laughs> Imagine expecting us to subsidise that whore Jensen. He's a bit of a sickener, all right, with his little white shoes and his leather handbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't miss Anton either. If you're not licking up and acting eager, he notes it all against you. So much for us. Exit Kavanagh and Cooper clutching their P-45s. Yeah, no way, pal. We've adjoining territories. That'd leave a huge gap for anyone else to try and cover. There's a consoling thought. I'll tell you what it'd be even more consoling. A nice pint and a bit of lunch. Well, I'm anybody's for a plate of scampi. Good morning, Pear. How are you? Huh? What? Oh, my God, that's dreadful. Well, yes. This afternoon, I suppose. I, I could probably catch the 2.30 flight. Yes. Should I tell the staff? Okay. Just management. Yes, it's awful. Okay. Okay, Pear. I'll see you this afternoon. Bye. Hello? Bad news, Mike. Pear Jensen's just been on. They're going to have to withdraw breatherol. What? As of this morning. Oh, God. Two patients have died. One in Sweden, one in Germany. What happened? Neurological problems. Very rare, but clearly traceable to breatherol. Oh, Jesus, all our plans. The company are cutting their losses. It's been withdrawn worldwide. Will they, will, will they be cutting staff? I don't know yet. I'm going to the UK this afternoon. Call a general meeting for all the reps for first thing Friday morning. Right. Top priority, everyone to attend. I'll see to it. And gird your loins, Mike. There could be tough times ahead. I'd just like to say a few words, Terry. I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say how sorry I am about Breatherall. It's tragic that it's been withdrawn. Hear, hear. Thanks, Harry. Much appreciated. 
Can I ask a question, Terry? Of course. Were there any warning signs before now regarding side effects? Well, yes. You saw the reports your doc sent in. As with any drug, some patients complained of side effects, but they were all minor. I saw the reports from here, but we got no information on problems in other countries. That wasn't necessary for you, Gillian. It might have been nice to know. Let's be clear about something. Naden management are responsible for that. So don't worry about the global picture. Yes, I just felt... Gillian, let's not labour the point. The drug is withdrawn and everything else is water under the bridge. Not if we're questioned by our docs. A standard letter has gone out to every GP in Ireland. But what do we say if a doctor asks why there are reported side effects in other countries? Tell them any drug in any country has some side effects. But if they ask, was there any pattern of side effects between normal, minor ones and actual deaths? You can address them to me for details. I think that might sound suspicious. Suspicious? In what way suspicious? It might sound like we're selling a new product and information was being kept from us about the product's side effects. That's a very serious accusation, Rory. I'm not saying that's the case, but it might sound to a doc as if the company was hiding something. It would be up to you, Rory, to dispel that idea, firmly and convincingly. That's right. At a time like this, we should be closing ranks. The drug's withdrawn, and that's the end of it. The thing now is to guard our reputation. Yes, but we can do that better if everyone feels nothing was shielded from us. Let's lay this ghost once and for all. Nothing was hidden. Two deaths have unfortunately occurred. The product is withdrawn, and our priority now is to minimise the damage to Naden. Is that clearly understood? Of course. Then let's recap. What do you do if questioned? Explain that Naden were responsible and ethical in immediately withdrawing the drug after the deaths. That's right. And assure our docs that for the vast majority of patients, Breatherol was excellent, but a tiny minority developed this reaction. However, Naden couldn't even allow a tiny minority to risk fatalities, so we felt it our duty to withdraw the product. Well put, Rene. Stress how ethical we've been, but don't get drawn into a detailed discussion. The letter we've sent explains what happened, and if they want fine detail, we can supply it at the office. And remember, folks, it's not the first time a drug's been withdrawn. We can weather the storm if we all pull together. That's right. And I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going to be even more determined to push our other products to make up for this. Harry's hit the nail on the head. Let's carefully and skillfully put breather all behind us and get on with the business of selling. I just wanted to have a quick word, Steve, before this meeting starts. Yeah? We're going to review events since Breatherall's withdrawal. Right. The thing is, I won't go into details now, but Rory hasn't been keeping to our plan. Oh. And where do I come in? Terry is determined to sort him out. We can't have exceptions. What I wanted to suggest to you is not to become involved. I see. I know you normally have a view on most topics, but today it would be better to keep a low profile. Well, if the subject is just Rory's work, then yes, it's not my business. But sometimes a thing like this turns into a row. If that happens, I'd like you to give Terry a clear field, okay? I don't want to feel I've got to sing dumb. Look, Steve, just trust me when I ask you to stay out. It would be in your interest to cooperate. That sounds a bit like a threat, Mike. No, I wouldn't see it that way. You didn't see it that way when the probation was used as a threat either. Look... I don't want to be playing with words. I'm simply saying you'd be wise, very wise, not to cross Terry on this. I've passed my probation, Mike. Meaning what? Meaning that threat doesn't hold anymore. 
I don't know what Rory's accused of. I don't know what Terry's going to do. But you want me to judge it in advance. Sorry, Mike, that's not on. I didn't want to have to mention this. But with Breatherall's withdrawal, one of today's topics will be redundancy. Now, if it's worked on a last-in, first-out basis, obviously you'd be affected. But there's no legal obligation on the company to do it that way. It could be done on merit. In which case, you'd certainly be kept. I see. And if I don't toe the line... Just be sensible, Steve. That's all I ask. You've always got a card up your sleeve, haven't you? Excuse me. Hello? I see. OK, we'll be right down. Bye. They're ready to start. We'd better go down. And don't forget, Steve, a low profile. All right, if we could come to order. Thank you. Well, the first item on the agenda is Aeroclear sales. I know some of you would have expected Breatherall to be number one, but it's not, and for a very good reason. Anyone tell me what that reason is? Because Breatherall is water under the bridge now. And Aeroclear is our bread and butter. We've got to push, push, push to compensate for lost Breatherall earnings. I'm glad to see that some of us have such a clear grasp of reality. It's essential right now that everybody pushes hard. Which brings me to call rate. Rory, you were to improve yours. There is an improvement. It's hardly dramatic, is it? I thought that after losing breather all, you'd be going all out to promote the rest of our range. I did, and the sales figures will bear me out. We're not talking about sales, Rory. We're talking about calls. It's the old story. If you're getting good sales from 30 calls a week, think how much more you could be getting from 35. Look, I told you before, if it's a choice between real sales and extra calls on paper, I go for the sales. And what did you do for our sales with Dr O'Neill last week? What? He queried you about the breather old deaths. Yes. And you discussed reported side effects in other countries. I had no choice. He wanted to You find had out. a choice. You could have referred him to the office. We would have lost more credibility if I'd stonewalled him. I gave him some information and told him fuller details could be had from the head office. I thought he was satisfied. You thought. I do the thinking on these things. Your job is to follow instructions and make the calls. I know my job. I had to answer him. It was in the company's interest. How come no other rep had to take this approach? I don't know. Maybe they didn't encounter the same... I know. They were guided by management. You were the only one who wasn't. Actually, I used my discretion too. Steve? I'm sorry, but I had to do something like Rory last week. I was pressed by a GP and the way the conversation went. I had to make a spot decision. So if doing what he thought was best makes Rory guilty, then I am too. I see. Anyone else? Harry? No, Terry, I stuck to the plan that we all agreed to. Gillian? No, my doc seemed to accept it. Really? A few of mine did demur, but I was able to direct them from the contentious areas. Good. Now, let's make something very clear. There's only one sort of rep I want in this company, and that's the type who's a team player who meets and exceeds targets. And anyone who can't or won't fit that bill will not be carried by the rest of the team. The second point on the agenda is Breatherall. You may have heard of redundancies in the UK because of its withdrawal. Per Jensen has decreed that any member of staff may discuss his or her future with management and after consultation, adjustments will be made. Does that mean that people will lose their jobs? Yes, I'm afraid there will be some cutting back on staff. And what about here in Ireland? We'll be operating a similar system. Each of you can discuss your position with Mike and me. So we'll have redundancies too? All branches of the company have to be pruned. I'm afraid we're no exception. 
How many redundancies will we have here? I'd prefer not to go into specifics until we've spoken to each person individually. Can you not give us an idea of how many jobs will be lost? I've managed to retain most of our posts. That's as much as I wish to say till I've spoken to you each in person. So, if you'd like to come in one at a time... Now? No time like the present. Hang on a second, Mike. We're to be left hanging. We queue up outside to find out our fate. Everyone's entitled to a personal hearing. And maybe a bit of dignity. If there have to be redundancies, people should be told in private, in advance. Yeah, we should be told the extent of this. There's no need to keep us hanging regarding the numbers. I thought I'd made it clear that company policy is decided by management. And I've decided to give everyone a hearing to discuss individual situations. That's awful, Terry. Everyone looking at the face of the person coming out and wondering if they've been fired. You could just tell us where we stand. I'm telling you where you stand. Seeing as you're so anxious, Steve, we'll start with you. Would everyone else care to wait in reception? Now, please. Thank you. Right. Let's get this sorted out. I thought I'd made it clear, Steve. We had an understanding that you wouldn't rock the boat. No, Mike, we'd no understanding. You wanted me to sing dumb and you assumed that once you wanted it, it would happen. You're not living in the real world, Steve. You seem to think that if you're good at the selling end of your job, you can get away with anything. So you challenge authority, you rock the boat, and all at a time when redundancy is in the air. Only so much of that can be tolerated, and you're way over the limit. Does that mean I'm being fired? The withdrawal of breather always a bad blow. But it's made us rate each person's contribution. And if you want to be valuable enough to be kept, that's up to you. But you'd have to adopt a much more realistic approach. I can't be selective, Terry. Just seeing what Naden wants me to see and blind to everything else. We're not suggesting you be blind. You are, Mike. And it's obvious you're playing cat and mouse with everyone today. The way the redundancy was orchestrated was to frighten people. No. Yes. Come on, Mike. My mistake, as you'd see it, was that I saw through that and objected. Let's be blunt, Steve. Do you want out of this company? No, I don't. But let me be blunt. Am I already earmarked for it? That's up to you, Steve. You don't have to be the one. The one? Yes, uh, we... There's just one person being made redundant. Well... Jesus. I see it now. You had it all worked out. Now listen, Steve. No, you listen. I see your whole grotty plan. You're going to fire Rory, aren't you? Yes. And all this one-at-a-time discussing your future, it's bullshit. It's a wonderful chance to frighten the reps, make them feel they're working to keep their jobs. That's it, isn't it? Get them all to come in here terrified, get them to plead for their jobs and promise to work harder. And then, to show them you weren't kidding, fire Rory. You've really seized your chance, haven't you? Yes, we have. And if that bothers you, we can double the impact by firing too. Don't worry, you won't have to. What do you mean? I'm resigning. So you may as well know, this is the worst company I've ever worked for. You're full of bullshit with your round table meetings and your icebreakers and your trips to Granada. But I didn't hear a word, not one word, about the people who died in the trials. To you, it was just lost sales. Tell me something, Terry. How do you sleep at night? Considerably better for knowing that a sanctimonious prat like you is leaving. Really? Well, dream on this. My going means you'll have to keep Rory. You're back to square one, pal. Let's see you squirm your way out of that one. You haven't saved Rory. He's finished in Aiden. <laughs> Mike, you're so naive. Ask Uncle Terry here to explain the facts of life to you. You'll correct me if I'm wrong, won't you, Terry? You see, Mike, the scenario, as you'd say yourself, is this. 
Naden Ireland has been designated for one redundancy. And Terry isn't going to go back and say, we really are a bit slack, why don't we let another go? Oh no, Uncle Terry will protect his numbers and if Per Jensen says one redundancy, you can bet your neatly pressed suit it will be one redundancy. Am I right, Terry? I'm right. And seeing as awkward Steve, who works hard but isn't enough of a lapdog, is now going, it follows that, yes, Mike, you guessed right, Rory stays. Why don't you just leave now? We'll have your salary calculated. Terry, it's bare your chest time and I haven't finished bearing mine. And what's more, I wouldn't like you to think you were the only ones capable of planning a campaign. Were you planning to leave? It's not so inconceivable, Mike. You see, once upon a time, there was a rep, Stephen. And he was a good rep, and he worked hard, but that wasn't enough. His bosses wanted him to fit a mould, and, cardinal sin, he didn't fit in. And when his manager started to give out marks for his clothes and subtract marks for a little spot on his shoulder, well, it was time to look elsewhere. Like to Dr Donnelly, who's starting up the R&D department of a new plant. You remember Dr Donnelly, Mike? Flexible and innovative technician and all that? Well, it was only a matter of a phone call and there was a job for Stephen come mid-October. You see, Stephen had learnt from Naden, always. Always have a trick up your sleeve, even if there is a little burn on your shoulder. When were you planning to go? October the 1st. That's nearly four weeks away. You lose almost a month's salary. That's why I was going to work till then. And you're prepared to lose that? To save Rory? I'll survive. He doesn't deserve such loyalty. As usual, we differ. So, I'll just pop out and tell the folks the story. I don't suppose they'll be quaking in their boots once they know the truth. Just a minute. I suggest you go quietly. You must be joking. When we're sorting out your notice, your terms, we could be flexible. Flexible? Generous, even. Provided you just leave now. And say nothing to the others. Let you grill them one at a time. If you wish to phrase it like that. The mortgage still has to be paid, Steve. Four weeks without pay is a long time. The final card up the sleeve. Well? No. No? I think I'm too much of a sanctimonious prat. I'll just tell them the truth. So long, Mike. It's been an education. Oh, and Terry, tell Perry Jensen I was asking for him. Next time you're licking his boots... Just get out. With pleasure. After all, cardinal sin? I never really did fit in, did I? Fitting In was written and produced by Brian Gallagher. The part of Steve was played by Angus Oak McNally. Mike, Mark O'Regan. Renee, Sharon Hogan. Rory, Malachi McKenna. Gillian, Elaine Harty. Harry, Andrew Murray. And Terry, Michael Ford. Sound engineering was by Ross O'Connor. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licensing fee.